I wasn't 100% sure if it was something I wanted to do. And even early on, as we were kind of getting through it, I wasn't sure it was something I really was into. But the more I did it and the more the show evolved, I realized it was actually something I was really getting into. Like there was a there was a, a passion I didn't realize it was there. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Conversation, part of the Fake Nerd Podcast family of podcasts. Today, I was joined by Stephen White, the co-host of the Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo Podcast. Bit of a mouthful, but I think I nailed it. Um, you can find that linked below, of course, and you can find everywhere you can find this guy. Um, this was a fun conversation. It's a little shorter than the last one. Um, this was actually meant to be the third episode, but I decided to make it the second potentially because of its length. I'm trying to get about 30 to an hour out of these podcasters. And so far, I think I've done that. I think you got a good sense because these episodes are being released at the same time. Um, if you listen to our last episode with Phil Better, you kind of know what we're going, what I'm going for. Um, much of the same questions are being asked to every podcaster. Um, and you get some of the same answers, but everyone's got a different perspective. And I think that's where the uh, benefit lies here. On this episode, we talk about... Um, what led him to his podcast, and we talk about um, just kind of his own insecurities about starting the show, and then and then kind of the the uh, positive effects that the show had. Um, it was a fun conversation. I, I think you're gonna get a lot out of this one. Of course, as I said, you can find links to his show and everything you can find him on the links down below in the description. Of course, you can also find me at the Fake Nerd Podcast, where we have plenty of other podcasts this being one of them fake nerds watch basement arcade basement arcade pause menu and fake nerd book club i'll talk about more of those at the end of the episode so stay tuned for that so i guess without further ado here's me talking to stephen white of the super mega crash brothers turbo podcast okay i'm here with stephen white uh of the sorry super mega Crash Brothers Turbo Podcast. Correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, tell us a bit about your podcast. Uh, we like to talk about video games. It's just not just talking about whatever video games have come out, but we like to talk to uh, indie developers if we can get them. Uh, we've had quite a few on our show. Uh, we like to talk about things that are happening in the industry. Sometimes it's good. Uh, a lot of times it's bad as... <laughs> Much as I hate to say that, but you know, there's a lot of controversy. Uh, but we like to to shine a light on it because we love video games enough that we feel like it's important to know what's going on in the industry. Uh, plus, we also do reviews whenever we can get a brand new game about the time that they come out. We like to do that. Mm -hmm. But it's it's really about a passion talking about the video games and and hopefully trying to get people to understand. It's not just a niche thing, but uh, everybody loves video games, whether they realize it or not. It's true. Uh, during the pandemic, I recently got pretty hardcore back into video games. Yeah. yeah uh, a lot of people did as well, because I know Switch uh, sales went up. Yeah. Because it was just accessible. And now we've got two new systems out, the Xbox Series X, which is a confusing name. <laughs> Ask a lot of people in the industry. And then the PlayStation 5. Uh, they're big things right now that are hard to get, but uh, I know the Switch really launched huge in 2020 because everyone was at home. Yeah. 
Um, so you guys said you've done interviews. Uh, tell us a bit about what was the what was like a highlight interview you had, just for the audience to kind of get a uh, get a sense of that. The um, highlight interview, the biggest one, I will say, as far as the biggest indie. Uh, well, I wouldn't even call them indie. I guess they are developer that we've had is we actually got the producer of the cyanide and happiness show who oh, very cool. developed their new game that has not quite released yet uh, i know that they have been talking about it for the last two years almost three by now uh, that they're trying to get out on pc and i think it's actually also coming to switch as well they did a kickstarter program for that and we got to talk to him about the production and what's actually taken the extra time that they've needed to kind of get it going because they would say, oh, it's going to be out in the end of 2018. And then that became 2019 and now it's 2020. And there's just this long gestating development. And a lot of people have gotten upset and I understandably so, but a lot of things happen and yeah. there are reasons for development. So that was a big get, but the, highlight for me personally is we actually got to meet a very very small development group at pax east in 2018 called stone lantern games mm -hmm. they had a game there called evergate and we could tell right away this was going to be big like it just it was like this has the hallmarks of everything that would be great and no one was paying attention to them when we found them like they were stuck in a corner right we came over and we started playing the game saying, this is amazing. I can't wait. to." And we asked them, we said, we'll talk to you. We'll, we'll hype it up, whatever we can do. And now the game is out and it's a huge hit, just like we thought it would be. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're excited for them because we could tell there was passion behind it. And that's one of the reasons we love talking to indie developers, because we understand that they are there because they have a passion for what they're doing. Right. And we love talking to them about it. We actually had them on the podcast talking about it when they first started really getting it out there beyond uh, just game cons and stuff like that. But I'm happy for them. I, I think that was a highlight is just actually getting to talk about it years ahead of before it got released, because it actually released in 2020. Uh, and it's on all platforms except the PlayStation, I think it is. OK, but it's a it's a fantastic game. Uh, everything they put into it, you could just tell they they love every minute of it and what they're doing. So I'm I'm happy for them. Uh, for so for me, that one was a personal highlight. That's awesome. Um, okay, so I, as I've, I've mentioned to you before, this podcast is mostly about just um, how uh, you approach fandom before and after your podcast. So uh, I want to ask a very simple question: What led you to starting a podcast? Like how, how what what was the kind of like uh, I like this enough to want to do a podcast with uh, for it. Honestly, it wasn't actually my idea. Oh. <laughs> like uh, a friend of mine that I, I have actually been doing some projects with, we actually did a uh, like a YouTube sitcom. And he had been getting into podcasts. He'd been listening to one that was like a PlayStation uh, heavy podcast. I guess it was like something that was more honed into their brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I just love how they talk about this. And he's he's big into video games. Like, he's the guy you would go to about every little detail, directors, producers, all that stuff. And I've gotten into it a little bit more to where I know a little bit more about them. But he was the guy who was who came to me and says, hey, could we, do you think we could do a podcast? And I'm like, 
sure. I think we could pull it off, you know? Mm-hmm. So I started doing some research. I had a few local friends who'd been doing podcasts that are more like uh, old movie horror related movies and stuff like that. So there was one guy in particular, uh, he knew, like we kind of knew each other and I asked him, I was like, so what do you use? What kind of recording equipment? So on and so forth. And got a lot of information for him just from the technical side of it. And then I I wasn't really sure how to approach it because, again, I, I didn't know anything about podcasts. I had been listening to some, but I wasn't 100% sure if it was something I wanted to do. And even early on, as we were kind of getting through it, I wasn't sure it was something I really was into. But the more I did it and the more the show evolved, I realized it was actually something I was really getting into. Like there was a, there was a, a passion. I didn't realize it was there. Right. Really started to, to grow. So it's actually led to a lot, but it, again, it really wasn't my idea. It really comes down to, to my friend Todd who helped me kind of gestate this idea into something bigger than what we kind of initially planned. Right. Um, so uh, you were a gamer before, you did before you started the podcast though yes yes um were you a uh, would you classify yourself as a hardcore gamer beforehand like specifically were you looking at fandom spaces within the gaming community were you trying to find people uh in the uh, in the entertainment industry like were you following a lot of the news and things like that and um how did just how did you participate within your fandom or did you at all before the podcast probably before the podcast i was a i would probably pay attention to big shows like e3 when they were uh kind of going uh full steam ahead that they're really not now which that's a whole (laughs) other bag of worms but yeah uh yeah gaming industry shows like that where they would announce new games and things like that i would probably even read uh Nintendo Power, uh, Game Pro, Game Informer, gaming magazines like that, just to kind of keep up with what was coming out because I did I did have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but being hardcore as some people, I probably wouldn't classify myself there, even though I think a lot of people would say, no, 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 you're hardcore. Because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I do have a passion for it. You know, I've, I've played since the old Nintendo days. You know, I remember playing Atari when it was first coming out. I never had one, but I played it. And then the Nintendo came out and then it was just constantly sticking with Nintendo for a long time. And then I think about the time the Wii U came out and it kind of disappointed me. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, it's it's time to, to try something new. And when I got into PlayStation, it just opened up a whole new door of video games. And that was exciting. But PC for me, PC gamers, they're they're really hardcore. Those are the right. real hardcore gamers. They go in so deep. They have mods and all this other stuff that that's that's out of my outside of my wheelhouse. But funny enough, our other co-host that we have now, Alicia Finley, she was a Twitch streamer, and that's okay. where I her. So that's she's she's really kind of my door into the larger PC world because she's she's big into PC games. That's her brand. That's what she does. And she's got a lot of contacts with, you know, uh, full motion video developers, kind of like um, trying to think of games that would kind of classify under that. Nothing comes to mind anyway, but <laughs> the, the ones where they have live action and you just pick a choice and you go this direction or that direction games like that. Right. Okay. But, uh, but me personally, I, 
I guess to a point, but I wouldn't say full, full hardcore gamer. Not like Fortnite crazy hardcore. Got to play 24-7. Right. Uh, okay, so then, so, so it wasn't necessarily the idea to start the podcast, but uh, what I've noticed with uh, podcasters is that after they start a podcast, their whole perception of what their fandom was changes because now you're paying attention to a lot more news than you did before. You're seeing a lot more people talk about the things that uh, you're talking about. Um, how did that start to change how you felt towards uh, your fandom of video games in general? Well, with when it came time to really present the podcast, when I, when I first started I was trying to find a structure that worked because I would listen to other podcasts and kind of get an idea, but I didn't want to emulate them per se. Uh, Weekly Planet was one in particular that I kind of used, not necessarily as a basis, but kind of listened to how they would kind of approach certain things like news stories and things like that and how they would talk about them and say, okay, well, this is what I want to do, but how can I use that from the video game side of it? So I would look at headlines and, and try to structure a show out of that. Now, if you go back to the early days, you can see where it's really, really structured. And even though we kind of have a structure now, it's a lot more loose, I guess you could say. You know, like yeah. we know what we're going to talk about, news stories and whatnot, but our conversations are a lot uh, less structured as they were back then. Mm-hmm. But in doing so and and having to research these stories and and looking into it, it did change a lot of perspectives. There were things going on in the industry that I wasn't really hundred percent aware of. Uh, and it c- kind of gives certain game companies, like some of the bigger ones, like Ubisoft and EA, you start hearing about certain practices. They have certain ways that they treat their employees and you do kind of, start to reconsider where your money goes. In fact, right. we've actually advocated that on numerous occasions where it's like, if you don't like what they do, don't give them your money. That's how, that's the only way you're going to make them stop doing that because the more they continue to get money, they're just going to keep doing what they do because you're paying for it. Yeah. So there have been times in recent, I'd say within the last year at least, that I've I've really hesitated on buying a game because I'm like, I don't want to support that garbage <laughs> <laughs> developer because of how what they've done and, and what they've been doing all this time. I want to focus and funnel my money somewhere to somebody like an indie developer who I feel like has the passion for the game, cares enough about it, and, and they're really trying to do right by people. It's kind of like what happened with um, Cyberpunk recently, right? Exactly, yeah. Uh, that whole... We actually had numerous conversations. The more it kind of got developed um, and we kept hearing about delays, I got to a point where I knew something was wrong. I wasn't sure what. I didn't realize it would be as bad as it was. Right. But all I knew is that something was wrong. So when it came time to that last delay and they were just like, just, just, just a little bit longer, I said, you know, all I'm asking for is after all this, it better be good. Don't make it be subpar. Don't make it come out and people are like, "Eh, that's all right. And then, (laughs) and then the chaos happens where the game isn't even workable on certain consoles, barely on PC. And I was like, oh, right. Well, this was not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. But you could, you could tell something was amiss. 
that abusive environment that uh, deals a lot with a triple a games yeah um like last of us part two people talked about how um uh naughty dog uh, wasn't exactly great to their last of us uh, people yeah um yeah so does that sort of do you look at something like that and and not necessarily reconsider where your money goes but kind of like do you ever become a little cynical about it all about being like this is the thing I decided to support. Like this is the, this is the industry I want to, I want to support, you know? Yeah, it does. It does get a little difficult because I mean, even going back to, to what I buy, I mean, there are games I do want to play. I think one of the last ones that I had a bit of an issue with was uh, I think it was Jedi fallen order because I looked at it and, you know, I'd heard some pretty good things about it. Everyone was like, yeah, it's, it's a great game. uh, Despite EA being the publisher, but me, I mean, and I'm a, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, so I wanted to play it. But I did have hesitations going, I don't know if I want to give my money to them. Now, I did circumvent. I eventually did play it. But I did kind of circumvent the idea to where it's like, I didn't necessarily spend my money on it. I had gift cards, you know, and I was just like, well, I'll just I'll put that money here and then I'll just kind of buy it back to where they're still getting the money. Mm-hmm. which I know doesn't fix things, but I didn't put my money into it. Right. So therefore it's a, it's a wishy-washy way of doing it, I guess. But uh, yeah, it, it, I do, I do have issues where I, I second guess whether or not I want to put my money into something like that. So yeah, it, it does kind of make me a little cynical about it. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything in the, is there anything in the video game fandom in the video game industry that you, uh, wouldn't have necessarily seen prior to the podcast. So, like, do you see like uh, people come out of the woodworks uh, being more positive or even more negative? Uh, I like to keep a more positive aspect to it. But mm-hmm. um, is, is there something that you're kind of grateful for, to the podcast to, for giving you this kind of insight or people or something? I yeah, I would say so. There are elements to it where. I'd say when it comes to positives versus negatives, there, I hate to say this, but there are a few negatives that probably outweigh a lot of the positives. Right. Because you'll, you you can, if you really dig deep, you can hear a lot of things that just drive you mad and you don't understand why they happen. I don't know if you've ever heard of sniping. Um, No, I don't think I have. Now this is something that happens on Twitch or it's happened on Twitch in the past. And this is this is one of those things that really got to me when I first heard about him because I, I just couldn't understand it. And it was people could be playing, say they're playing Fortnite and and someone's losing. Well, one of the players who's a sore loser calls the cops on the person who's winning. The cops would then show up at their door thinking there's a threat. And people have gotten hurt. There's what, actually what, a this happens. Yeah, this is this has happened. Now it's gotten less and less common from yeah. to my knowledge, but there was a story that we reported on probably two years ago where someone was shot and killed oh my because God. of this. Yeah, and it was just like, are you kidding me? This is a video game. Are you? And it, it, little things like that are what keep me cynical about the gaming industry. But on the positive side, you do see a lot of people trying to do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, You'll have uh, charity runs for for numerous uh, 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 charities that are out there. We, we there was actually a game group that I was part of 
on Twitch, like early on, I guess, before as we were kind of doing the podcast, Lacey Finley, my co-host, she was part of this uh, Twitch group and they would do charity runs for like a weekend for, um, I think one of them that we did was Child's Play. And it's a charity that um, they donate money to give gaming supplies to children who wouldn't have them otherwise. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like, you know, giving the giving them something to look forward to for the less fortunate. Right. And I thought that was a great charity. Uh, but other people do it for other charities. It could be for uh, uh, bettering yourself. Uh, and if I could remember some of these charities, I wish I could <laughs> their <laughs> names. But it could be for for um, depression or anxiety, you know, uh, any fundraisers for that, uh, transgender and, and LGBT rights, things like that. There are so many great communities out there who use video games for good. You just yeah. you do have some of the bad. And I, I feel like the the good probably does outweigh the bad, but the bad always gets the spotlight. It's got the loudest voice. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it does get you have to remember that sometimes. And it's a little hard to when they're shouting the loudest. Right. You see that in the Star Wars fandom. Uh, uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have you mentioned the Weekly Planet. That's kind of, that's kind of what we have in common is we listen mm -hmm. to the Weekly Planet. We're part of this uh, Facebook group. Um, do you do you tend to find yourself now um, post podcast? Do you tend to find yourself now looking for those spaces like those those Facebook groups that we're a part of the spaces that try to keep a more positive spin on everything and try to keep more uh, respectful spin on everything? Uh, do you find yourself just searching that out more often than you used to? A little bit because I, there are some Facebook groups that I have just kind of bowed out of because you'll get that negativity and you just you don't want to be part of it. I don't want to be part of that. I know some people thrive in it. I'm just yeah. not one of them. You know, I, if I'm going to go on Facebook or, or Twitter or anything like that, I'd like to have a, a little spot where I can just share in, in some sort of common ground with people. And and if we share an opinion about this movie or this video game or whatever it may be, we don't have to agree, mm -hmm. but we can respect each other's opinion. And I feel like a lot of people don't do that. And it, it's nice, especially in our pod mates group, even even the uh, the great mates group. There, there does seem to be a lot of positivity. I know that there are a few bad eggs here and there, but uh, mostly it's it's positive from what yeah. I've seen. So, yeah, I do. I don't actively seek them out, but if I can find them, yeah, I'll kind of squeeze into them and just see what's going on. And if I like it, I'll stay. If not, I'll just kind of back off. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of nice to have have a space like that, uh, especially like in something like a video game fandom or Star Wars fandom, as that comes up a lot on this on this podcast so far. Mm. But um, you talk about like. Uh, you start to see so much more of the negativity as you kind of become an active member of the fandom. You know, right. I always, you kind of look at it like, I, I think you know, part of the reason why I started this series is because there's a post you, a, a post podcast you and a pre podcast you. Um, the, the post podcast you is the one that is an active member in fandom because you're putting out this content that people are looking for and people are finding. Um, and, and then you, get those emails and you, you see the things on Twitter and you're looking at all the news and you're, you're, you're getting all the insider in, in, in information stuff. You never knew when you were, a, when you were a passive member of the fandom back then, right. you know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's just, that just 
changes your perception uh, of everything so so drastically. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's everything though. I think I got All everything right. I needed out of you. <laughs> um, no, I really appreciate you coming on. Your your podcast sounds really cool. Um, I will have links in the description below uh, for every everywhere you can find it. Do you have Patreon? Do you have T Publix? Do you what do you got? We we do have a, a Patreon. Um, we did have. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about this controversy. My my co-host kind of pointed this out to me. We we actually had uh, Teespring, uh, and then I've, we yes we we heard some things about Teespring uh, over the last week or so. So we were just like, ah, maybe we should kind of distance ourselves from that. They were not very kind about it. Let me just let me throw that out to you. So if you you decide to go on Teespring, anybody listening wants to go to Teespring, I, I would recommend it. I will. I want to hear this. Uh, I don't. Uh, I think our audience also wants to hear this. They love controversy. Yeah. Um, so what what happened with Teespring? Because I know two people specifically in our Podmates group who use Teespring. Yeah, they. Uh, hmm. How to put it delicately, they have apparently been selling merchandise that is um, pro-Nazi, uh, oh. pro-hate, and things like that. So when they were when they were told about this, it seemed to be like uh, they're not violating any rules or regulations. Like, all right, well, okay, but that doesn't seem to be a good business practice. Yeah. And then eventually, I guess after a lot of people kind of flooded. Twitter with pictures of like, look at this, look at this, look at this. They finally pulled it down and we're like, we're so sorry. Don't do this ever again. Well, you know, we apologize. But it was for me, it was like too little too late. Yeah. You kind of you you knew it was there. People reported it and you ignored it until social media kind of put a big billboard up and said, take a look. And then like, oh, OK, well, now we've got to change. So I actually went. And I thought about it for a minute. I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and just cut ties with that. And in doing so, they seemed so they didn't care. Mm -hmm. They were just like, okay, well, just give us your information. Okay, you're good. See ya. I was like, all right. right. Well, no, no apologies, no nothing. They were just like, eh, we're done. Yeah. So I, I felt like it was no loss after that. I mean, we we had actually tried. The only reason I even went there was trying to to flesh out to see if we had more options for uh, merch. Mm -hmm. um, we I think I was actually trying Redbubble at first, and they're okay. They just they seem like some of their quality on their t shirts is a little low, right. if you ask me, because I've purchased a few there and I've seen better quality in other areas. If, if but, I may, I really like T Public. We've been with T Public for a couple of years. I might have to go with them. Yeah, I, I would definitely like to find somebody I could trust and and has good quality. Yeah. So uh, I think they do, but uh, I don't want to end it on such a because we talked we talked about about um, <laughs> how uh, you know we talked about about controversies, how that cynically can change your view, or how you kind of look for positive places. Um, mm -hmm. I, I want to kind of just like reinforce the idea um, with the podcast. You're you. I'll just you know you're very happy with it, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. The, actually, looking back on what this podcast gave me, they're trying to see what it's done. There was there's actually something I'm working on right now that would not have happened had the podcast not happened. Oh yeah, like it's it's 
almost like it brought new life. And I didn't even realize it at the time. It's just something that kind of evolved. And I realized, oh my God, I can actually do something here with this. I can create something brand new and something I've never done before, but we could do it. Yeah. And it would be so much easier than some of these other projects that I've tried to do outside of podcasting. And it would be feasible. It'd take a while, but it would be feasible. Mm-hmm. But I, I saw it as another challenge, but a good one at that and a creative one, which is how I kind of thrive. So yeah, absolutely. Without the podcast, I wouldn't have this other project. And I'm I'm really excited about that whenever I get to release it to the world. Yeah, I think um, I was talking about this with my girlfriend the other day. <laughs> Um, one of the things that I think we're seeing with the current podcasting community, and I've been on, I've been on the podcast community off and on for about 10 years or maybe more. Mm-hmm. Um, but with fake nerd podcast came out at a point where we're, you know, it's a much more supportive group of people. It's a much more supportive kind of industry, mm-hmm. um, where y- you can, you can kind of just, just put out what you want and 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 feel good about it you know you right. put out this thing that you're you're happy with it and I, I think that's really important yeah absolutely i think if you can't be if you're not happy with what you're doing which i did struggle with that a little bit but i think i was overworked at the time yeah. i mean when i can actually take a step back and look at it there when i was first doing this like the very first full year i was doing this i had so much going on yeah it wasn't just real life work the podcast, but I had other projects I was doing at the same time. And I felt like there was no one else helping me. So I felt just overwhelmed with, I got to take care of this. I got to take care of that. So I think that's what kind of made me feel like, well, I'll just cut out the podcast because I can't do that. And it's just, it's getting overwhelming, but I'm glad I stuck with it because at the end of the day, it's probably the easiest thing to do out of all the other things I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I stopped being a little, I stopped being very particular about things. Like I'll still edit here and there, but overall it's just like, meh, here it is. <laughs> yeah. You know, unless it was something major, you can, you can just have it as it is. Cause there's no big deal. Yeah. You, you, you kind of take it more relaxed. I was the same way. I was way overworked in the beginning of, hmm. of this podcast. And I was so concerned about it being successful and trying to monetize it. And look, now I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm here to talk with my friends and if you guys like it, that's what, that's right. the benefit you get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you sizzle what uh, what that project is that you... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what it is, is it's an animated series based on our avatars that you see in our icons. Oh, okay. Now, early on, I had decided that I think it would be kind of neat if each episode had a little icon and I designed uh, little avatars kind of based on certain things like... a fun little trivia fact that not a lot of people know is when I was 10 years old, I created a little character of myself, very, very terrible (laughs) sketch Uh uh, of what I thought I looked like at 10. And the avatar of my character is kind of that, but just with a, with a uh, Mega Man aesthetic. So he looks like Mega Man, but with that design Uh and then uh, Todd's character He's actually based off of a uh, double dragon, uh, Billy and Jimmy Lee. They're, they're pixel art avatars. And then okay. Lace, <clears throat> hers is actually based off of um, 
one of the characters from Maniac Mansion. I couldn't tell you which one, but from the old <laughs> Nintendo. Uh-huh. But we, she, I, I kind of asked her, I was like, well, what, what game do you really like the most from the old Nintendo? She's like, Maniac Mansion. I was like, all right, cool. And then I would just kind of design the little avatar based on her. So at first it was just, hey, what, what kind of weird, wacky things can we put our little avatars in? If we were talking about an old video game, I would throw us into that spot. So it would just kind of make for an interesting way of making the uh, episode pop mm-hmm. because the, the icon looked pretty cool. But at some point, and I don't remember where it really came to me, I was just like, you know what? I bet you I can animate these. Mm-hmm. And then I just started playing around with it. And when I saw what I could do, I was like, holy crap, I could do a show. That's awesome. And then that's that's what kind of, and it's actually been in development since 2018. Oh, wow. And only because only because it's I've been trying to figure out what it was going to be and how I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the first episode I finished in 2018, but it was still kind of rough around the edges. And if you watch from that one to where I'm at now, which is episode four is the last one I finished. You can see ev- evolutions of the character designs because I've learned little tricks to make the characters emotions different. Like I wasn't quite getting that, but I thought, you know what? Emotion really does translate if you just do it right. And my character's face is so emotive that you just see an eyebrow go up or he's making a face. Mm-hmm. It's just little things like that. And it makes all the difference. It makes the humor work. And and so I've I've that's really what's kind of stalled things out is trying to make sure that they're very expressive because they are kind of eight bit pixel characters, but still animated, but you want to make sure that they're animated properly properly and not just still images with voices coming out of them right well, that's awesome dude I, I i look forward to seeing that when it's done well hopefully this year that's 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 what i promised and i plan to deliver it's awesome um okay well that's that's um that's really great thank you so much uh, i'm gonna give you another opportunity to plug your show plug something that's coming up whatever you want all uh, right go ahead uh, well, Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo is available on all podcast platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you get your podcasts, you should be able to find us. Super Mega Crash Adventures will be coming out this year, probably on YouTube, but more likely Amazon Prime. But we'll just we'll see about that. <laughs> okay. I haven't quite figured that that little avenue out yet, but we'll figure it out. Uh, but uh, we'll be back on January 18th. Not sure when this is coming out, but uh, that's our new season for 2021. So uh, hope to see you there. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay, you can find everything in the links below to where you can find Stephen White and his podcast. I just want to say thank you again for coming on. Really great. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I enjoyed having this conversation. I'm really enjoying this project. So next week, I'm going to be talking to Pat Aura of the Historia Canadiana podcast. That was another fun conversation. I've recorded a bunch of these guys. You're going to, I think you're going to get a lot out of this. Um, if you'd like to be a part of this podcast, and you're more than welcome to if you've got a podcast or any content that you create on the internet, as far as the nerd sphere go, I'm really just interested in exploring fandoms Um and that involves video games, uh, any sort of media that you're a fan of, you can email me at fakenerdguys at gmail.com. I'll have that linked below as well. Um, And of course, if you want more of me or more of my own podcasts, this is not the only podcast I do. This is my most recent. I have many more. Um, You can find Mythalaneous, 
You can find Fake Nerd Podcast, which is the main mothership show. Um, we do that every week. You can find that every Sunday. Um, we do Basement Arcade, Basement Arcade Pause Menu, Fake Nerds Watch, which we just finished WandaVision, and we'll be starting Falcon and the Soldier. Or we'll have just started watching Falcon and the Soldier. I think this is coming out after that. Yeah. And then, of course, the Fake Nerd Book Club, which I think we might not have finished but yet, but we're doing a little char in the game. Um, you can find all those, and you can find me at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and until next time, stay fake nerds.